This is Liam Hendricks, and you're watching Crosstown Crosstalk on the Byroom Network. Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Every summer in Chicago, the sunshine spotlights the city's spectacular skyline, its luxurious lakeshore, marvelous monuments, and the over 200 neighborhoods in the city. And it also brings to light two of the greatest sports franchises in the world. On the north side, it's the Cubs. On the south side, it's the White Sox. This is Crosstown Crosstalk. Hello, and welcome to another very exciting episode of Crosstown Crosstalk presented by the Barroom Network. My name is Vinny Parisi, and I am in complete disarray from what we just witnessed in the 2023 Crosstown Classic between the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Cubs. And I know we got Chicago Bears training camp going on right now, so I know things are a little bit crazy in the Chicago sports scene right now. Every team has sucked for the last five years. We're hoping that things start to turn around and get better, but there's nobody I'd rather have to kind of cross town, cross talk, multiple different sports. That's kind of the point of this show. I'm talking about somebody who is very close to me, somebody that I enjoy, uh, someone I respect, someone I admire, and I'm talking about somebody that works for the Chicago Bears, the manager of talent and game presentation, Bobby Hack. Bobby, how we doing? What's going on, Vin? Thanks for the intro. Way too much. Way to pump me up. Way too much. Not needed. Appreciate having Appreciate you having me on, buddy. It is needed, dude. You're awesome. <laughs> I, when I when I was first introduced to you, I was like, I like that guy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and same, then I, same you. Same and then, you. Then I met your brother. And yeah. I, I really liked you more once I met him. No, I'm totally kidding. I love him, too, oh, even though God. he roots for the wrong team. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, so you were at the game um, between the White Sox and the Cubs on yeah. Wednesday night. That had to be unreal. Talk to me about the atmosphere. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Every year, my wife – my wife's actually – I'm a big Cubs fan. Um, that's why you see these two banners wherever up here. And she's a Sox fan, so – uh, we are a house divided, um, but every year we try to go to a Cubs-Sox game. Um, we usually switch off, so last year we went to Guaranteed Rate. This year we went to Wrigley, but yeah, atmosphere, I always cross out classics, pretty electric. You got to, you know, kind of, I got to keep my voice down a little bit to uh, for because, you know, everyone's juiced up in there, but uh, it's always a good time. Um, but yeah, man, first like seven innings for me um, weren't, the best obviously oh there's a jet um but yeah once we got to the eighth inning and i did actually turn my my wife's name's anna so i i turned to her once she, we got out of that bases loaded nobody out jam i said we're gonna win this game and i said i don't know how we're gonna do it but i said the cubs are gonna come back and win she's like no 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 um and then you know slowly but surely home run by nick madrigal out of all people and then uh yeah then the obviously the bottom of the ninth was just unbelievable best best I told her, like, I've been to nine playoff games. I'm actually 0-9. 
in those play. Yeah, I'm 0 for 9 in Cubs playoff games. I was at the Bartman game going back to 2003. But this was the best game I've witnessed as a fan. Uh, the, there you go. The best game I've witnessed as a fan. I was at the Aramis Ramirez walk-off home run against the Brewers in 2007. So sorry for that ramble. But, yeah, dude, it was it was incredible. No, dude, I like the detail and your feelings from the game. I know it was certainly looking like it was going to go in the White Sox favor, and they had the bases loaded, nobody out, right? And the first batter with the bases loaded is Luis Robert Jr., who's probably going to get some MVP consideration once the season is over. And then Fulmer just goes and rolls right through three of the players in the heart of the order, and then it's like Nick Magical hit a home run. Really? I was, yeah. kind of I was like, there's no way the Cubs don't win this game. If Nick Magical's hitting home run, dude's 26 years old, and he hit his fourth career home run. Like, of course the Cubs are going to win. Yeah, I'm sure – I'm sure you were feeling the same exact way. Yeah, I was. I was. And, um, you know, I definitely (laughs) – so funny. When he hit that home run, I said, I turned him. And I was like, you know, I was like, watch out. And then, like, obviously you got the clip up here. It was just absolutely electric. Like, walk-off bomb to win it. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So she's – we get super competitive over this. She – I kid you not, Ben, the ball didn't even hit the bleachers. She's walking up the aisle. She's gone. She left me. She was walking up the aisle. She went to the bathroom. She was steaming. She was mad. She's probably going to get yelled at for this. But, yeah, she was so mad that um, obviously the White Sox lost and lost it the way they did. Uh, but, yeah, man, she was, it was so funny. I had to catch her after the game. I was like, okay, so you just didn't let me celebrate. Singing, She can't stand Go Cubs Go. Obviously, I love it. So that was funny. Every that- year, one way or the other, right? Like, if the Sox win, I'm not happy. Obviously, Cubs win, she's not. So. That's the way it should be. I put on Landslide by Fleetwood Mac on the TV, <laughs> and I just sat there and drowned myself in my sorrows. And Katie takes a video of me and sends it to all my cousins who are, you know, divided between Sox and Cubs fans. A couple of them sympathized with me. A couple of them were like, you know, taken all in my misery. So that leads me to my next question. You said the second best game you ever were at were the Aramis Ramirez walk-off homer against the Brew Crew in 2007. Is that correct? Yeah. Now okay. it's the second best game. That was the best game I've yeah. Does it mean more to you when it's against the White Sox? Like, is that, the oh, yeah. The, like, talk to me about beating the White Sox. It's got to be fun. Right? Yeah. It's all, I mean, it's awesome. I've definitely been, to, you know, I've been to, God, probably over 10 of these games just in my like life. I mean, I'm probably, I don't know the exact record, probably around 500. It's always a battle. Uh, but it's definitely, it means a lot more, obviously, beating you guys. Um, I mean, but then again, like, as I've gotten older, I used to mean like a lot more, like, you know, uh, chirping at, everybody else in the stands obviously as i've gotten older it's kind of like you know it's all chicago it's all the it's all the same but i definitely don't i dislike the cardinals more than i dislike the white Sox. but um it's definitely nice beating especially when uh the wife's a Sox fan it's always nice to rub it in her face now for the next year because we don't play you guys anymore we got the weird crosstown cup thing that used to be sponsored by bp or whatever now it's just regular or wind trust you know but yeah yeah, and now for the White Sox to get it back, they have to straight up win the series. They can't just yeah. tie anymore. Like, the tie will keep it for the Cubs yep. until the White Sox straight up take it from them, yeah. which could be many years down the line. But, I mean, so it makes me laugh a little bit, though. You're 0-9 in Cubs playoff games. They've yes. played significantly more playoff games in the, in our lifetimes. I'm 1-1. Yes. One one. Are you a little mad that I have a playoff win in my vision? <laughs> we had the, we had the game, what, last year or two years ago? Two years ago, was. yeah. So they're winning. Uh, it was, what's his name, Leary Garcia. It's a go-ahead home run, and the White Sox take the lead over the Astros. Me and my brother, very stupidly, 
during that inning, drop a thousand dollars on <laughs> between the both of us for game four the following yeah. day. And then that game got rained out. They ended up losing the series. It was like, okay, that was kind of dumb, but it was memories for sure. But one and one in playoff games, not oh and there nine. You know. Yeah, um, you've seen, yeah, you I mean, we go to the home opener every year, so I've always gone to like big games and but just, yeah, for, for some reason playoffs, like I just can't can't figure it out. I mean, we're going back when I was like 10 years old at the Bartman game. Like that's I was that I was there. I mean, that was crazy. That was my first one. And then in 07, we went against whatever it was, the Dodgers. I think it was the Diamondbacks. And then 08 against the Dodgers when Manny Ramirez, like, golfed one into the left like left field. It was just horrible. And then against the Rockies for the one-game wild card when they did that a couple a few years back. And, yeah, so it's just I can never get it right. But So I'm just staying at home now. If we get into this year, I'm not going. I'm, I I can't go 0 for 10. I feel like that's uh, – that's uh, See, I think you're like 0 and 9. What's the difference between 0 and 9 and 0 and 12? Like, you got to just keep bumping them <laughs> out until you get one. And then Not once you get one, you never have to talk about it ever yes, again. Like, exactly. You're not going to be like, oh, I'm 1 and 8 or 1 and 10 at playoff games. Like, no, yeah. you're going to say, I've seen a playoff win. Yeah, the last game I went to, we won. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it was a sick game. If I was a Cubs fan, I certainly yeah. would consider that an all time game. Now, I took a moment to make fun of you. Do you care to take a moment to make fun of me, Vinny Parisi, as a White Sox fan? <laughs> I'm more so I don't want to make fun of you. I just more so feel bad for you guys. I mean, the expectation <laughs> the expectations. I mean, I don't know. I, that might be worse. Um, <laughs> the expectations that you guys had and deserved going into the last year and this year. And I don't know, man. With you guys' injuries, no one seemed to no one can seem to stay healthy. And I just I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I I do enjoy like because we we actually went on the fourth of July, like again, I don't like the White Sox, but I'll go. I like the park and everything, the ambiance. Like, you can tailgate. The food is always good, right? But, like, yeah, man, it's – besides Louie Bob, I don't know I don't know what, what's going on. I don't know what you guys are going to do. Obviously, rebuild again. I, yeah, I, I, I just – I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for myself. I mean, the Cubs, they go out and spend – north of $200 million on Bellinger and Swanson combined, you see the results of what something like that can do for you. Like money gets you nice things in life, let alone sports. And, you know, the White Sox aren't going to do that. So they're stuck in this hell forever. So yes, feel bad for me. Make fun of me. Make fun. (laughs) Give your wife a hug every night though. I will. I do. I do. Yeah. I know what it's like to be in a house divided too. So, you know, Kate, <laughs> oh, yeah, Kate, he's a big Cub yeah. fan and I'm over here dealing with the White Sox having 75 losses by the end of the freaking August. Um, Bobby, who's your all-time favorite Cub and who's your current favorite Cub? Current. Okay. All-time's Ron Santo. I never got to see him play, but growing up listening to him on the radio really got me interested in just like his background. Um, I used to love, he's just a, he was, he was amazing. Um, so I wear I number 10 in like softball jerseys and all that stuff. So wish I got to see him play. It's a shame that they put him in the Hall of Fame after he passed. But I, I just really came to love him because of uh, the radio broadcast with Pat Hughes. Um, and so from there, I like just kind of as a young kid, you know, growing up, you dive into like different books that it read, memoirs, all this autobiographies of him and his life and his battle with diabetes and, you know, just loving to play for the Cubs. I know he had that one one year at the White Sox at the end, but. We don't talk about that. And then current, um, it's probably just Kyle Hendricks. I've since we traded for him, I think was the the Dempster deal that we got him. Yeah. The Texas Rangers. Yeah. The Texas Rangers. So I always like the minute we got him, my friends would call me crazy. I was like, oh, that's like the 
baby Greg Maddox. Yeah. Just in his nice, just in his style of like pitching, right. Not, not a hard thrower, very accurate has nice change up in speeds. Um, I always just kind of appreciate that because now baseball is like all about the flamethrowers and everything. So you don't really see his, his style of pitching anymore. Um, he's been my, he's been my favorite. I know he's like the last, last guy on the team from 2016, but I've liked him since we traded for him. So um, yeah. I always love how Kyle Hendricks kind of like balanced out the Cubs rotation because yeah. you would go Lester, who was kind of like a mix of both. He would have days where yep. he like threw really hard. He could throw really hard, but he did like to kind of be that like Greg Maddox type of player for the most part. And then, you know, you throw out Arietta, who threw yeah. nothing short of a flamethrower every single time. Yeah. And then you go right back to Hendricks in the following game. And it's like if you're playing a team in a playoff series, you literally can't just get a consistent type of pitcher. And I think that's what made the Cubs so successful. So I actually really like the Kyle Hendricks answer. He's having a good year too. Yeah, he is. He's obviously getting a little older. And I think back when you're talking about that whole rotation, he was a nice just like per, from a personality standpoint, just like very like, you know, even Keel versus he had like Lester, John Lackey, Arietta, a little bit more outspoken guys and a little bit more like passion on the mound. Not saying that, you know, I call him Sile Hendricks because I wanted to win the Cy Young that year. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like that was really good for the rotation then. Was it the crazy year that Lester, Lester, Hendricks were both nominated for the Cy Young, but they ended up giving it to. Who did they give her? I, was it, I don't remember. Was it Verlander? In 2016 or Verlander? Yeah, because Arietta won it in 15 for that that stretch of pitching. Yeah, Verlander was never in the National League until this year. It definitely might have been Scherzer, actually. Yeah, actually, I think, you're right. I think you're right. So, for sure, yeah. You get a lot of Kyle Hendricks love in the chat from all the Cubs fans. Love it. Out. Love it. Um, so, I, I think I know the answer to this, but coming into this year, the Cubs were kind of seen as that team like, okay, they signed Swanson, they signed Bellinger. We don't know what we're going to get out of Hosmer, Mancini. Those guys are already gone. But um, have the Cubs failed, met, or exceeded your expectations so far this year? I guess you could probably get rid of failed. They certainly haven't failed any yeah. expectations. Um, probably met. They haven't exceeded. We got off to a slow start. They're probably exceeding now, trending that way. Sure. Um, with the moves, I kind of – we need more pitching, but – Everyone, everyone can always say that. So I, yeah, I'd say met expectations. I mean, I was, I always thought like if we can get in the playoffs, that'd be, that would exceed the expectations. I knew we were going to be better than a 500 ball club just based off of the, uh, based off the end of last year and kind of a rocky start this year. But since the all-star break, I mean, we've been like the hottest team in baseball. So yeah, which kind of, kind of was the same thing last year. Yeah, for sure. Except this year, I think there's actual like, I don't want to say talent to back it up because there was talent on the team last year, but there are there are playoff battle tested, regular season battle tested guys in the lineup. Like Be Bellinger's won a World Series, he's been to another other, yeah. other multiple deep playoff runs. Swanson's been to the World Series and won it. Yeah. And both of those guys were like heroes in their World Series. So um, I th I do think the Cubs are going to get in. Do you think you could say the same? Do you think they're going to make the playoffs? I know yeah. You look oh, at the... for sure. Come on, Ooh, we got it. The Brewers, please. Yeah. Well, not World even Trail. even if the Brewers somehow miraculously hold on yeah. to the NL Central, like you got the Reds, and I think it's the Marlins yeah. for the wild card spot. It's like I don't really know if yeah. the Cubs can say they're worse than those teams. No, I think yeah. We starting pitching is going to be the tell all. I mean, with Stroman hurt now. Um, we got a good bullpen. I really like what Alzal is doing. Adbert Morales-A, as uh, I see on Twitter. Um, but, yeah, I just think it's uh, – we get it. Hopefully the starting pitching holds up. That's what it's going to come down to. Absolutely. Now, let's say the Cubs get in. 
And, okay, everybody's pretty happy. You're going to celebrate either a wild card berth or a division title at Wrigley Field later in the fall. Like, obviously, that would be something that is good. And then let's say they run into the buzzsaw known as the Atlanta Braves in the first round. And they lose, right? But they put up a competitive series, but they, they go out in the first round. You're like, okay, we have this this core kind of in place, and most of them are locked in. We need to figure out what Bellinger wants. He's got the worst agent in all of sports with uh, what's his name? So Scott Boris. Yeah, Yeah. Scott Boris. So it's like he's going to be difficult to get re-signed. Boris is tough, but the Cubs have had a good relationship with Boris throughout history. But um, what are your needs for 2024 if they're going to come into next year thinking like, okay, we got in the playoffs this year. What do we need to do to, you know, maybe make a deep run this year? They got to resign. I, we, I looked at our lineup even like last night. I'm like, God, if these some of these guys could just step up. Like, we got to resign Belly. I think so. I mean, with the year that he's having, I hope that he doesn't go back down. I know it's a contract year, so then you got to start there. I think the you look around and I'm like, oh my God, like if Saya could step up, Hap's been playing all right. You got Belly, you got Dansby's obviously going to be okay. We need a third baseman. Need a third baseman because that's for sure. I what is it? Uh, I can't think of the guy's name. Talkman. Well, well, no, that we can oh, get yeah. into that. That's yeah. my guy. That's my guy. Bradley University, shout out. Um, we'll get into Bradley too. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait to talk about them. <laughs> um, no, I need a third base. Oh, Olson, Matt Olson. Oh, Matt Olson, um, probably. I think, uh, I, think I, don't I don't know if he is. There, it's not. Anyway. The, it's not the greatest free agent class. This yeah, exactly. Here. But the so, Cubs, they they've proven they could make trades and stuff and fill yeah, in holes. And, I mean, plus you got PCA coming up. Don't my. Pete Crow Armstrong coming up. He's in AAA now, so we'll try. He'll probably get called up here in like 10 days. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Definitely a third baseman, maybe a corner infielder, and another starting pitcher because I don't know. Again, what we're going to do with Stroman, I think he's got another year, but we'll see. Well, Stroman could pick up his option if he chooses to. Yeah, that's what I it is. think he will now. Earlier in the summer, I didn't think he would because he was yeah. playing so well. He probably thought he could go get the bag somewhere else. But now it's like he hasn't pitched that well in the second half since the All-Star break when he was an All-Star. And so maybe he does pick up his team option and play with the Cubs next year. And with, you know, the way Talion's pitched so far and you have, you know, some good, other good starters, I do think going out there and getting a third baseman is something that should be necessary. But I didn't even write this down. Palatine's own Bradley's yeah. own Mike Talkman. Talk to me about him. Yeah. Um, I was at Bradley the same. He was a junior and I was a freshman when we were, when I was at Bradley. Um, the guy was awesome. Uh, not a lot of people went to the baseball games down. Uh, I mean, right. Missouri Valley baseball. We're kind of from a basketball school, but I went to a couple, obviously, you know, freshmen kind of figuring out what to do. And that guy, I think he was like a, some Rawlings, like all American. I that guy just kept winning awards. We always heard his name around campus. So, I mean, super nice guy. Um, Bradley's finest. Got to support the Bradley Braves. But, yeah, he he killed it down pure. I mean, I, you can probably look up his stat line. I don't know off the top of my head, but that guy was like an all-conference player. Like I said, Rawlings All-American, gold, whatever the gold glove is for college and all that stuff. Like, he's got a, he's got a pretty pretty cool stat line for, for uh, you know, being in Missouri Valley. And then when he got drafted, that was pretty cool, too. Obviously played for the Yankees a little bit, and now he's over here. Yeah, I mean, that's really cool to see a local guy come and play for a local team and be that impressive so far. And I'm not sure if he's going to be in their future plans or anything like that. But, hey, he's definitely my second favorite Bradley University graduate of all time. (laughs) Um, The first being – no, I'm kidding. Um, Shohei Otani is going to be a free agent, though. Obviously, the absolute unicorn that he is, probably a top five pitcher and a top two hitter in all of baseball, top three hitter in all of baseball. Um, Actually, he might even be number one 
So like, oh my god, he's obviously if you could get him, duh. But I also don't want to, you know, what is it? Sell the farm, pay all, like break the bank. Like, you see what the Angels are doing? Like, you know, like okay. I mean, the guy's a once in a generation type talent, but like, do you push all your chips in for him, and do you end up like the Angels? I don't know. Like, so my theory on it for all these years, and I'd love to hear your perspective on it. If you were to go out and tell me that the Cubs were going to sign, let's say Garrett Cole was available. He's not, but let's say he was, and you gave him $250 million. That's probably about what he'd get on the open market right now. He got 300 a couple years ago. Um, And then let's say Manny Machado is a free agent again. He probably gets 250 mil, 350 mil, depending on, you know, the market and whatnot. If you get Otani for 500 mil and he's your ace and number three hitter, that hits 50 bombs. Isn't that technically it's like underpaid? Is yeah. like underpaid technically? You would think. Yeah. And they don't have to trade for him. He's a free agent. They wouldn't have yeah. to give up anything other than money. And like Tom Ricketts, we all he talks about how rich he is all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. I I mean, listen, I'm not gonna complain. It's not at the end of the day, it's not my money. So obviously sign him. Uh, but yeah, I kind of agree. You can kind of like 500 mil and you get a number three hitter and a starter every five days, split it in half, 250. He's almost, yeah, he is like two players. Um, but then again, the past has shown us that we're not going to pay him and then pay somebody else to add to that. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, free agency. Yeah. Great. We have some great prospects. I mean, he'd be the dream. Like, I'm not going to say no. I just wonder how it would work out and wonder how the team would be around him. Like if you just added him to this current team, Absolutely, but I don't know if that can happen because obviously you got to resign some people. Yeah, for sure. That makes total sense. I'm mm-hmm. almost like I'm so excited for free agency just because of Otani, even though the class isn't very strong. Because, like, here at the Barroom Network, I know we're just going to go live the second he signs with a new team because it's going to change the landscape of the entire league. So it's just, it's going to be a great time. So um, I want to pivot a little bit. Let's do you, it. You are a very fine talent evaluator and production manager for the Chicago Bears. Did I say that right? <laughs> Talent but, game game presentation. Game yeah. presentation. What did I say? I'm dumb. Idiot. Well, production. Kind of, yeah. Similar. Describe your role and your job. Like, what do you do for the Bears? Yeah, for sure. So, manager of talent game presentation. So, the talent, I guess, being uh, all of our, like, so we have the Monster Squad, Staley, and the Drumline. I manage all of them and their programs, outreach. So, whenever you see them out in the community, I, you know, manage your schedule, manage the roster, uniform ordering, um, you know, if we have any weird skits that we'll do at events or game days for them, um, you know, schedule all them out, run their shows. Uh, and on top of that, so then game presentation, we like to uh, say we try to provide the best fan experience possible in regards to from entertainment and game presentation when you come to a Bears game or event. So what that is, is, um, you know, National anthems, halftimes, flyovers, um, in-game features when you see like goofy games on the video boards, any hype videos, music that we play for a certain time. Um, we we run all of that. So it's a, it's a, it's a fun job. It's, uh, right now we're in the thick of it. Uh, you know, took a day off today because obviously I uh, luckily um, don't have to travel with the team. Um, so we just focus on home games and Bears events. And obviously we got a preseason game next week. So we'll be we'll be ramping up for that. And then obviously the big one against uh green bay on the for the home opener absolutely so you know that sounds so fun and sounds like such a cool job do you ever get to meet somebody where you're like wow that was really cool that i got to meet this person has that ever come along for you in this job yeah i mean there's just like a couple of you know obviously walking around the building we meet 
people all the time. It is one, the culture is family. So it's like, it's very cool. Like I, you know, do get a, I do, I don't take it for granted is what I'm trying to say. Like you walk around, you see these guys, like I born and raised in Des Plaines, So I've always been a Bears fan my whole life. So it's really cool. And besides that, yeah, you meet really cool people. I mean, obviously famous Bears alumni and, you know, but the cool thing for me is like anything that we bring in. So like the pilots that we'll bring in for flyovers, I get to talk with them on the daily. Like I just got a call from the Navy last week. Like those are the types of people that really like that is really what excites me. And when they fly over, they land and then they come to the stadium. I'm like, wow, I just met the pilot that just flew over this. Or if we have any, you know, special like halftime acts, like obviously met Lupe Fiasco last year. Um, so that's just some cool stuff like that. Obviously keeping it. Oh yeah. I love that. Keeping it professional. Um, always, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a fun job. Definitely meet some cool people. Definitely get to, um, yeah, definitely have a great time. Absolutely. So if you got to describe what would be your favorite part of the job, I'm sure there are a couple things that'll come to mind when I ask you this question, but what's a favorite part or two about your, about your job? Oh, I love it all. Um, but I guess the most favorite thing is game day for sure. What we, the, the show that we put on for game day is to me, um, it's it's I'm glad I get to talk about this a little bit because not a lot of fans like know like all that goes into it. So like I just when I say show, it really is a show from like you know when gates open to the end of the game, we're trying to in the bowl, trying to deliver the most the best videos, best fan experience possible. So when I mean pregame show from eleven forty AM when player warm ups end till kick, that's our big show. Twenty two minutes of showtime. That's when we run our hype videos. We get our players ready in the tunnel. We'll go lights out for them, play some music for them in the tunnel. And then for the fans, you, when you come to a Bears game, you see player introductions. We got fireworks shooting off the roof. We'll have guys running out of the tunnel with the smoke. Music's playing. Um, we got the Bear Down flag, American flag on field for the anthem. And then the culmination, the, my f- most favorite part is after the team runs out successfully on time, um, you see uh, everyone's pumped up. We have a great national anthem. And then at the crescendo of the national anthem, you know, uh, at the end, flyover right there. Fireworks pop off. The pump teams, everyone's pumped up, ready to roll. And then we just roll right into game day. And then, obviously, within the game, you know, we got some uh, music prompts, um, hype, third down hype videos for the defense and our fans to stand up and get loud. So um, it's been fun. It's, that's that's the best part of for me, like that national at the moment. It's like, all right, we're rolling. Let's go. Let's go win a football game. Does it? pump blood through your veins and give you oh, yeah. pumps like when something you came up with has 50,000 people just going absolutely freaking bananas yeah definitely and obviously it's not just me it's a team effort on our end we gotta you know my it's actually probably only like two to three of us um you know my boss and then uh another uh person uh manager of motion graphics that kind of brings all that stuff to life there's so much goes into it i mean we'll focus on like these hype videos it's like oh did this graphic move correctly like we'll watch them in the control and will this will this do the job to get our fans pumped up so it's a lot that goes into it um but it's it's definitely worth it and i think we do some some really cool stuff oh yeah that's really cool what's the best idea you've ever had when you were planning something and you were like this idea is sick. I'm Bobby Hack. I'm awesome. This is great. <laughs> no, it's never just me. We we we'll meet we'll meet all the time. Like, you know, there could be ideas as small as like the in-game features. Like this year, I know we showed it at the first preseason game. We had the guys come in May and play like tic-tac-toe just to kind of like break up the monotony of like different like stuff on the video board. So there's little stuff like that. But I guess 
the team efforts always for ideas are like, I guess the Lupe fiasco show last year, it wasn't just me, but like, you know, brought him in for our inspired change game. We had our, we had a group out there of uh, a place that we helped out on the West side of Chicago. We actually, um, uh, he was an, in Adam Alonzo was the uh, inspired change change maker award. We came in and honored his group, um, you know, and then we had Lupe come out and then we had like, well, what you'll see this year at Soldier Field, too, is like a brand new, like, I guess, selfie cam where you can scan your QR code and actually go on the video board from your phone. So instead of us having cameras, like trying to find fans, like you could just all do it right here. Right. So so with that concert, having fans with their phones like that was a really culmination of idea. It was also negative 20, which was a little bit warmer out. But um that stuff and we always get some fun things like we're gonna have some fun stuff coming up for the home opener that if you're going to the game that you'll see um and then obviously yeah trying to just innovate slowly um you know with player introductions we had some lights in the tunnels for the guys to get them more pumped up um before the game yeah at the end of the day it's all about the team and trying to uh you know get them pumped up to go win a football game right because that's what it's all about at the end of the day yeah, I think you guys are very important in terms of helping the Chicago Bears in terms of football pre- preparation because those guys, if they got, they're feeling good about themselves and they're hyped up. There's no way you don't just naturally perform better. I would just imagine, like, if it were me out there playing quarterback or safety or whatever position it was, I would be like, holy crap, though, that video board's awesome. Um, do you guys ever as a team get a little more amped up as creators when you have certain people coming into town. So like, Holy crap, guys, it's Packer week. We better put on a freaking show this week. Or oh, yeah. We got new England coming in. Here comes Tom Brady. Let's put on a show. You know, yeah. Like- I mean, I think that naturally comes into play Vin, because like what we try to do and now, like obviously with the ever changing, like entertain in game entertainment experience is always just going to rise every year. It seems like that's, you know, we get, the NFL does like voice of the fan scores and everything like that. We do surveying and try to figure out like what fans like, and it's always food, beverage, and, you know, game entertainment or one, two punch, take, take the football performance out of it. Right. Like obviously that's the number one, but take that out. And those are the next two things. So those are what's most important to our fans. So we try to really focus, but that being said, like, yeah, home opener, duh, we're, we're throwing everything at the wall. Um, see what sticks. We have to beat our rival. It's going to be incredible. I know that we, we got some fun stuff planned, like I said, but yeah, Moving throughout the year, the NFL and we have themes. So, um, the home, the opening game is a home opener across the leagues. But welcome back to football. Essentially, NFL kickoff is the theme. So, um, we'll be having our alumni homecoming for halftime that game. Especially, it's nice against our rival. Welcome all back, Bears greats, just to kind of get the fans pumped up at halftime. And then, um, you know, that's a really well. We're gonna have a flyover. We're gonna have some other stuff going on. But then. As we move into October, we have our Latino Heritage Game. We have plans for that. The uh, October 15th is our Crucial Catch Breast Cancer Awareness Game. So we'll try to plan out halftimes and themes that kind of correlate with that and try to, uh, you know, talk about the club's missions or what we're doing as a club for those causes. So we try to really highlight those um, kind of activations or causes um, as we move throughout the year, obviously November is always salute to service around veterans day. Right. So that game's November 9th. As we move into December, we have an open theme, but we always honor our IHSA state champions. So we bring in all the state champs from Illinois and football is a nice way to honor them. And then what do we got? Well, we got my cause, my cleats, we got uh, inspire change and then fan appreciation at the end of the year. So we kind of use that as our baseline to plan out entertainment and half times and all the stuff that you guys will see on the video board. Um, as we move through the year, um, that's kind of our benchmark. And obviously we got some internal causes that we always like to promote and show off. 
That's outstanding. Now, mm-hmm. I understand you recently got married. I did. I was there. Yes. Um, your marching band, the Chicago Bears marching band was drumline, they, yeah. They introduced people in the drumline. They they yeah. were putting on a show too. They were getting into it ahead of yeah. your wedding. You guys were out taking pictures. Other people were in front, like jamming out to the yeah. to the drumline there. Talk about how cool that was to have them at your wedding. Yeah, that was that great. Was really just sweet. Yeah, just a just a little touch of uh Bears. I had to convince the wife to have that because I mean we live bears every day. That's all I do is wear bears clothes and um bears bear even in like January, February, March. That's all. That's all I do. I mean, it's it's my life. So I love it. So, well, but when it comes to the wedding, I try to you know sneak in blue and orange for colors, right? Um, or even some Cubs stuff. But uh, she's like, no, no. I was like, well, what about the drum line? As people walk in, like they don't have to be in the wedding, but as people show up for cocktail hour, like let's have them out there and perform. And they, I got that one through, and uh, that that passed. And uh, actually, they were they were fantastic. And that's just kind of the stuff we do. If you got if you know, they'll go to weddings. They'll uh, they go out in the community all the time. So, um, if you're ever if anyone's ever looking to book them, feel free to reach out to me. That's uh, that's what we do. So, but yeah, they're they're fantastic. You want to see us sing? I got a couple videos. I haven't seen that one yet, but yeah, yeah. I took that one. Nice. nice. <laughs> I was like, I got to oh get that in there. I yeah. You see how like they kind of have their little, uh, synchronized. We, we throw that in there. Obviously they make it more, um, fun and not just standing there playing like robots. They get into it obviously. So we got some routines like that. Um, so that's good. I love that. And I love how they were all dressed for a wedding too. I know. I like, told them, I said, you guys don't have to dress up. And then they're like, no, no, we're going to dress up. I that's like, hilarious. They're wearing like nice dresses and nice suits, but they're playing. The shit yeah. The and I, I you know exactly. I was like, we guys have uniforms. Like you can wear that. They're comfy. I mean, or just wear bear's clothes. Like this is an official, like whatever, but yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I you know, kind of want to have something like that. That's just is such a good idea. We'll see. Um, so we'll pivot away from the bears just a little bit. Hopefully that everything goes smoothly for you this season as they you know embark on another campaign hoping to see some good shows i know that yeah, we'll be with you at the at the helm um what other sports do you like though i know you like baseball i know you're super into football as i could tell like yeah. even if it's like other watching other nfl games i know you're super into bradley baseball your twitter i think next year during March Madness, I'm setting Bobby Hack Twitter notifications so that they could just all pop up on my phone so I could get super into it. I was hardcore rooting for you guys because oh my God. I don't have a dog in the fight. So I'm like, who will who will provide me the most entertainment? You marching the court and going crazy is yeah. like amongst the top of my list. So no oh, man. About it. Um yeah, I so I love obviously Bulls, Blackhawks too. Like, you know, we'll go to games throughout the, the winter and um, all of that, but I, I love, love, love me some Bradley basketball. It's a weird thing. Obviously I went there. I don't think it's that weird, but you know, mid-major basketball, I'm a season ticket holder down there. So uh, I go to a couple games a year. Uh, but yeah, man, I love me some Bradley, Bradley Braves basketball. When I was there, we were not good. And then when I, the minute I graduated in 2015, they, Brian Wardle came in and, uh, guy was awesome. I mean, he totally changed the program. And obviously last year was 
the coolest thing ever, like sold out Carver arena, 10,500 fans. And, um, just friggin' 30 years old. And I stormed the court with my brother, with all the students is because how excited I was over it. But yeah, man, uh, a little bit of passion. I was, I was a mascot at Bradley. I was kaboom the mascot. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, that's kind of how that, that passion really started. We used to go to all the basketball games. I saw when I was there, um, number three, Michigan came to town. They came to Bradley Peoria and Tim was like Tim Hardaway Jr. and Nick Stauskas were on that team. Bradley put up a fight, but lost. But yeah, I've seen some good, some just really good basketball down there. Um, and even now still. And it's just, I, yeah, I love me. And now that every game's televised through uh, ESPN Plus or love it. Who found this video? I absolutely love it. Oh my God. Incredible. Yeah. The, that's Kaboom. I was him um, when he first got introduced. But uh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, they bring them out on a motorcycle every game to introduce the team, as you see there. It's kind of like I'm. I just sent them. Like I'm so obsessed that I like. And kind of obviously, what I do for the Bears, I just sent them a song to try to play for a hype video this year because I still try to like uh, get into it. But uh, yeah, love love Bradley. Um, I go to Arch Madness every year down in the Missouri Valley Conference tournament. Um, obviously, we won the regular season this year. I saw them win in 2019 and 2020, right before COVID. Um, happened. So I saw them win a couple of conference championships, tournament games to get into the tournament, which was awesome. Um, and then obviously COVID shut down the tournament for that year, but uh, I'm excited. Yeah. We got a good team this year. We'll be, we'll be rolling. I'll be watching. I'll go to the game when they come to UIC. I'll go to Valparaiso when we come here, a couple of games down to Peoria. Um, so yeah, I got my, got my tight knit friends. Up That's there. exciting. I yeah. love it, dude. I don't think it's even a little bit weird. I've had season tickets to NIU football. Love it. Since I want to say it was like 2013 that I it was my first year having season tickets. I wasn't even graduated from my local community college yet, but it was through a friend and my whole life. I, I didn't even go to NIU. I've just been a huge Huskies fan my whole life. And it's like, okay, this lower end D1 program that, you know, oh, yeah. dominated Mac for however many years they dominated. Now they suck. We're going through a little bit of a transition here, but I mean, it, we've gone up to Michigan to watch the Mac title game. Yeah. When they played in um, the orange bowl and got their asses kicked by Florida state. Florida state we we, yeah. all, we had a huge party at one of my buddies house. Like I'm all in on enjoying some smaller college athletics. I think it's great. And I think people like you, if I were Bradley, I'd throw you a check to come help promote me. Like you, you are, you do a great job of making people who don't care at all root hard. I was like, I want Bradley to win. I want to see what Pop's next adventure is. It was almost like watching a docu series on Netflix. Like, what's going to go on next? If this team wins a title, this guy's going to like jump off a building. It's going to be oh hilarious. my god, dude. I mean, it, yeah, my it's the only time I really tweet is really during Bradley basketball season, and now. when the White Sox get destroyed by a Christmas yeah, that I mean that home, yeah. Man. Yeah, you know, that game was – that was a different story. But, yeah, yeah, definitely love me some love me some Bradley basketball. Thanks for, thanks for giving me the platform to shout them out, man. I, I love it. Dude, uh, maybe in the middle of the March Madness thing we'll have you on again and we'll just dive solely into – If you want to talk Valley hoops, if you guys ever – I mean, there's four four Missouri – well, three now because Loyola left, right? Yeah, I think Illinois so. State, Southern, us – Oh, and UIC four back to four. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we got some Illinois representation in there. If we ever want to talk, if you have, if you're, you got need some content in March. Let's talk some 
some talk some Valley hoops and talk overall March Madness because we get really I mean I get really into it too. So, dude, we've had conversations on throughout the different shows I do on the network. I've had a half hour conversation debating like soda flavors, so <laughs> we can like have a nice little um, Missouri Valley uh, basketball analysis throughout the year. Love I it. think that's great. I love it. Um, yeah. Last thing before we get on out of here. You touched on the Blackhawks. Connor Bedard is coming to town. I pumped this guy's tires. I'm not a Blackhawks fan, so when it comes from me, you know it's like an unbiased, like, actual – yeah, I've had a 25-minute conversation about different flavors of jam, too. I went to <laughs> I went to Door County and Jalapeno Jam and Strawberry oh, Jam. Cherry yeah, Jam, yeah, Cherry sure. Jam, of course, yeah. from Door County, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we talk about it all here. Um, I think Connor Bedard is better than Taves and Kane combined already, and he will be the best player in the history of the team. Um, that's, that's, that, I mean, that is a huge statement right there. I mean, I mean it. I mean, yeah. I obviously I know of. I, we all know of him. So I mean, it's just like let's let's get this kid in the ice. See, we can see he's young. So uh, I want to temper expectations for that a little bit. But yeah, I mean, if, yeah, it's gonna be it's awesome. I mean, the, it's. The way that the Blackhawks got that lottery pick almost it was the same feeling as like remember when the Bulls got Derek Derrick Rose that yep. number one pick I was like okay like wow okay uh, yeah it's uh, it's crazy I'm I'm very excited it's, it'll be nice to get back in United Center watch a Blackhawks game I well we did go to a couple games last year but you know it's just the buzz is back with them baby yeah. Night one, five million dollars in season tickets sold. Night one since winning the lottery, and yeah. since then they're like well over ten thousand. I'm pretty sure. Oh, but yeah. I mean, he's like in line with McDavid and Crosby, who came yeah. in, you know, after Gretzky and Lemieux. So like, I legitimately think that highly of him. And oh, I can't wait for people to take in a little bit more hockey. I'm obviously the hockey guy here at the yeah. network first and foremost. And the Devils, I know. Yeah, go yeah. Devils. Yeah, you got to. You watched the Devils win a game with me. I did. At that I party. Did. Yeah, that yeah, was great. Um, but yeah, Bobby, before we let you go, is there anything else you want to promote or talk about before we kind of wrap things up here? I mean, not really. I kind of went into it a little bit, but just, uh, yeah, if you're coming to a Bears game this year, hopefully this kind of, you know, opens your guys' eyes to kind of like what we do, um, instead of you just kind of going there and not knowing. Um, yeah, I mean, get home opener will be fun and then we're ready. We'll be ready. We'll be ready to rock. Try to get fans out their seats and be loud and proud on third and fourth down and even second down too. Let's, let's get after it. So I'm ready. I'm so pumped for the, we, uh, we talk in the building every year. What is it now with the out of game 20 and 0, 20 and 0 gets you a Super Bowl, right? So there it is. Yeah, for sure. So I'm just kind of looking through the chat to see if there's any questions that don't have anything to do with certain things <laughs> in terms of bears. I don't want to, Oh, we'll be, yeah. 2020, what is this, 2023 MVP, Justin Fields? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, I mean, per, for personal opinion, yeah, absolutely. Kid's awesome, man. I mean, he's a great dude. Um, I, you know, again, all personal uh, thoughts. I mean, how could you not be excited? I'm, I'm very excited for him and, you know, the, everything that we brought in. It's, it's, a, it's a fun time to work at the uh, – fun time to work at the Bears right now. And it always has been. Um but yeah, it's definitely super exciting. The building's juiced up. So absolutely. And Mr. Shorty in the chat wants to know how much of the actual game do you get to really watch? Um, it's a good question. I would actually watch and digest. Probably I watch the whole game, but like I'm watching for things of like, all right, second, like, you know, our team is watching, like, okay, say uh Green Bay has got a long second down coming up here. Say it's like second and 13. They get five yards. And now what is it? What's that, Matt? Third and eight? Like, all right, boom, we're hitting whatever music, getting loud, 
you know, having the PA announcer like bear down, it's third down. Like that's the kind of stuff I'm thinking of. I'm not really like digesting. Like now when we're away, um, I get to watch as a fan. So that's when I like digestive, like, you know, all that stuff. But like, that's the type of stuff I'm looking at. So like our job is to watch the game, but it's also to, like watch the game and digest it in a different way to bring, basically get everybody pumped up and get deliver the best fan experience. So I wear a headset. We're talking like, okay, what break are we going to here? Um, what are we, what video are we going to run? What music we're playing? And on top of that, I'm in charge of all of our, through the movements throughout the stadium for our talent team. So Staley could be doing some weird skit on the sideline. I, I love it. Um, the drum line could be playing in the colonnades. I got to know what's going on with them. The monster squad, we could be getting ready for a t-shirt toss. They run our, the flag runners, they run our flags. So I got to be ready to cue them at any moment's notice. Right. So that's the kind of stuff that, um, we watch and we prep for and, um, yeah. So yeah, yes, I do get to watch most of the game. It's the best, obviously game day. Like I said, already is the best part of the job, but kind of watch it in a different lens if that kind of makes sense. Yeah. If you guys want to know how much Bobby loves his job, we were at a wedding that wasn't his back in November and it was obviously a Saturday night. The bears had a home game the next day. This brother had to wake up at 6 AM for his next job. Oh, and yeah. He was having so much fun at the wedding. He stayed late, but he still was just completely cool with having to wake up at six o'clock and being like, Oh, it's game day tomorrow. You know, if I want oh, to, yeah, I guess, I'm not missing that. Like, yeah. And, and I admire that so much. Um, it's really, really cool. And we can't thank you enough for coming on. Yeah, man. Has yeah. Been an incredible time. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, this is, this has been great. If anyone's got any other questions or, um, you know, about what we, what we do or wants, yeah, just feel free. We'd love to, uh, love to talk about this stuff even more. So absolutely. We will have you on, um, later on in the season maybe or after the season and we'll kind of recap what went well for you this season what didn't maybe do some bradley basketball so bobby we can't thank you enough for coming on make sure you tune in next week to crosstown crosstalk where we will kind of break down what's going on in major league baseball just a little bit more obviously the dog days of the season are kind of still settling in but the playoff races are really going to start heating up probably buy our next show because there are some great things going on there are mvp races heating up certain you know division rate every division race except for one is within a couple games so five out of or yeah five out of six divisions being that close you need to be here with crosstown crosstalk monday night we'll be doing south burbs hitman recapping the chicago white Sox specifically that's not going to be fun so we're going to try and figure out a way to actually make talking about the white Sox fun and then next wednesday i'll be back on bar down talking hockey training camp is just a couple weeks away so we are so very much looking forward to it a bunch of other great shows here at the barroom network as well so make sure you click the little notification symbol and be here with us for no matter what topic we're talking i can't thank you bobby enough for coming on and everybody in the chat as always thank you for listening bear now another happy landing